Welcome to the Fitness Experiences Podcast. I am your host, Connor Williams, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the fat loss diet and where to begin. We're going to be going through some of the main categories that you need to consider with nutrition, really get you to understand what energy balance is, and start to put everything together so that you can start to put yourself in a calorie deficit and start working towards your fat loss goals. As always, if anybody does have any questions about the podcast or would like to see any future topics discussed, please feel free to shoot me a message and of course I'll be more than happy to get back to you. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll speak to you all soon. So that dreaded saying, the diet starts tomorrow. Have you found yourself sat there most Sunday evenings after you've just nailed a large pizza and possibly a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and you're saying that to yourself, yeah, the diet starts tomorrow and you're almost getting a bit of a shiver down your spine when you actually hear the word diet. Now, a lot of people, when they think about diets, specifically in the realm of weight loss and fat loss, they often refer to boring, bland foods and salads and being hungry all the time. Now, what if I was to say to you that doesn't need to be the case? And you probably heard that before, to be honest, if you followed anybody in the fitness space, you're probably very aware that you don't necessarily need, you know, to starve yourself or eat boring foods in order to lose weight. And if you did think that you need to do that, well, now hopefully you've got your mind thinking a little bit. Well, that's good. That's what we're going to kind of be delving into a little bit in this video. I'm specifically going to be talking about where to begin when it comes to a fat loss diet. Not so much in regards to what foods you should be eating or what calories should be or what macronutrients you should be having. That can be explained a little bit further down the line. I'm simply just going to be kind of breaking it down a little bit and looking at it at its simplest form. Specifically delving into something called energy balance and in regards to why that is the first thing that we really need to get established in order to start you know eliciting some elements of fat loss further along down the line so that's what we're going to be talking about today's video going over a fat loss diet where to begin and delving into a many different areas of nutrition hopefully so the idea is by the end of this video you should have a good idea of you know what are the main factors of nutrition that we need to consider understand what energy balance is and then also have a rough understanding how you can start to create your own calorie deficit or at least get the bearings of it so you can start to again give yourself that foundation that you can move from so when it comes to a fat loss diet personally the first place i like to begin is to not actually refer to it as a diet and I know that may sound a little bit backwards but when we actually look at what the definition of like a diet is it's essentially just a f- it's just the foods that we eat now it's how we manipulate that diet in order to create a specific response is where it's going to be personal per person and a lot of people do think of the word diet and think about restriction and then think about weight loss but in many ways every single person is on a diet every single day in some way shape or form because it's simply just the foods that we eat So personally, I kind of like to refer to a diet more so as managing your nutrition to elicit a specific outcome. So firstly, you could potentially start to switch your mindset a little bit and start to think a little bit more in line with that because hopefully then you should start to feel a little bit less restrictive and a little bit less sort of concerned in regards to, you know, what's the best diet I should do or where should I go with things. It's not so much being on a diet, it's managing your nutrition. So when we look at nutrition, we can actually break it down into five different categories. We have energy balance, which is number one. 
From there, we have macronutrients, which is your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fats. We then have micronutrients in regards to any vitamins and minerals. From there, we can look at meal timing, and then finally, we can have a little look at supplements too. So they're kind of the five main cat categories we can break nutrition down into, and they are in a relative order of importance, you know, with one energy balance being the most important and supplements at number five being the least important. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not important at all. You've got to take every factor into consideration and it is going to vary person to person. But as a general rule of thumb, we can say, right, okay, we need to get energy balance sort of first, then from their macronutrients, then from their micro, then from their meal timing, and then from their supplements. Kind of a layer by layer approach, so to speak. So the reason why I wanted to break that down is because I want you to start to think about, well, where do we need to begin? And as I just mentioned there, out of those five categories, number one is energy balance. And in regards to that is the most important thing we need to consider first. Again, it's not the only thing we need to consider, but it's one of the main things we need to consider first and foremost to start eliciting a change in our body. So you may potentially be wondering, you know, what exactly is energy balance? And it's essentially the relationship between the calories that we consume and the calories that we burn. And the idea is that we can control this relationship in order to create a specific response in the body. So when I say take control, you might be wondering, you know, what exactly do I mean by that? So as I said, when we look at energy balance, we're managing the amount of calories we consume and, and the amount of calories that we burn and the relationship between them. So we can skew them in one direction or the other to elicit one of three responses. One being an energy deficit, sometimes known as a calorie deficit. And that is essentially when you put yourself in a position where you're burning off more calories than you consume. The other one is an energy surplus or sometimes known as a calorie surplus and that is where you put yourself in a position where you're eating more calories than you burn in a day. And then finally we have like a maintenance, calorie maintenance level, energy maintenance and that is where the amount of calories that you burn in a day are matched with the amount of calories that you consume. So each of those three states that we can put our body in, an energy deficit, an energy surplus or kind of energy maintenance if you want to call it that, will then elicit what's going to happen in the body. So if we put ourselves in an energy deficit, a, ca a calorie deficit, we are essentially putting ourselves in a position where we're going to start to break down tissue within the body. Now that can be in the form of body fat or it could also potentially be in the form of muscle and we can manipulate our nutrition and our training to a certain extent to try and basically preserve as much muscle mass as possible so that when we're in a deficit the primarily the primary tissue that is going to be used is going to be body fat but again that can be saved for another video when we delve further into macronutrients and so on but essentially that is what an energy deficit is, a calorie deficit is, it's putting yourself in a position to where your body will start to basically break down tissue and utilise that as fuel utilize that as energy when we put ourselves into a calorie surplus it's the opposite so we're putting ourselves into a position where we're essentially adding to the body you know uh, sometimes it's referred to as kind of like an anabolic position where you know potential muscle mass is going to be added but also body fat may potentially be gained you know there's just more mass in general being added to the body and that comes from a calorie surplus and energy surplus then finally the maintenance one that is essentially just keeping your body where it's at so for example if you if your calories match the amount of calories that you eat match the amount of calories that you burn and you keep them in the same position your body's going to stay roughly the same now of course for example if you kept calories the same and maybe you just got into weight training and you start to get protein you may potentially add muscle and drop body fat and things like that especially if you're a beginner but again just keeping things in simple relative terms energy deficit refers to fat loss potential muscle loss that could happen energy surplus refers to weight gain potential muscle mass gain and then energy maintenance is kind of just staying exactly where you are right now 
So with this video being all to do with fat loss and kind of where to begin when it comes to nutrition and specifically going to be delving a little bit further into the energy deficit side of things, the calorie deficit side of things to give you a little bit of an insight as to how you can start to basically create your own deficit and essentially give you that starting point because the amount of calories that somebody should have in order to be in a calorie deficit in regards to the amount of training they should do and so on is going to be so different per person. For me to answer that in one video is going to be pretty much impossible but what we can start to look at is we can start to look at well how can we establish a starting point for you so that at least you've got some data to work with to start to take you further towards creating that energy deficit and taking you further towards your fat loss goals. So when we mention the term calorie deficit and that elicits fat loss your ears may have picked up a little bit and you might be thinking right okay how do I put myself in the deficit so I can start working towards my fat loss goals and I'm going to explain that for you now so that you can fully be aware of how we create a deficit and how you can start start to basically get that starting point for yourself. So firstly, we need to look at a energy deficit and what it is. As I mentioned before, it's when we put ourselves in a position where the amount of calories we burn in a day is more than the amount of calories we eat. Now we can basically create that in one of three ways. We can either reduce the amount of calories that we eat, we can increase the amount of activity we do in order to increase the amount of activities we burn in a day, or we can do a combination of the both where we eat a little bit less and move a little bit more. Now, of course, it's going to be person dependent in regards to what option is best for you. But for the vast majority of people, personally, a combination of both I find to work really well. So if you can get somebody moving a little bit more than they already are now and potentially eating a little bit less, more likely than not, that's going to put them in a better position to be in a calorie deficit in order to create some elements of fat loss. So as I said a little bit earlier, we need to establish a starting point for you to try and essentially pluck calories out of thin air and say, right, okay, go eat that or be pluck a step goal out of thin air and go right okay go do them every single day or say right let's go from not going to the gym to going to the gym six days a week now there's nothing necessarily wrong with that you can pluck them out of thin air and you probably get somewhere along the way but it would probably make a lot more sense if we were to sit down and go right okay where am i right now so this is where the things like food diaries and just general data gathering becomes very very useful so if we can start off by get, uh, creating some sort of food diary and getting some sort of indication as to the amount of food that we're eating. Now we can do that in many different ways. You know, we can do general written food diary if you've got, you know, a note um, app on your phone or if you've got a pen and paper and you want to write it down. And if you can start to write down the foods that you eat and if you can do that basically every day, all day for a week or two, you can get a rough little idea and go, all oh, right, okay, these are the foods I'm eating. Now if we can quantify that in some way, so so putting things like portions down, so let's just say um, one to two scoops of protein powder, a tablespoon of peanut butter, one cup of rice, um, one palm-sized uh, portion of chicken breast. Now, you've got some way to quantify that and you're looking at that day-to-day. -day, you can go, right, okay, so I'm roughly eating this. And of course, you can go down the calorie tracking route, which is very, very useful if you know how to use my fitness pal or anything similar, basically. And you can start to weigh out your food and start to get a good gauge of how many calories you eat. But just think about how useful that will be. If you can be 100% honest and track absolutely everything you eat for a two-week period, that will give you a rough idea of the amount of calories you eat on a daily basis. So you've got that number there. So it doesn't matter necessarily what it is to start, but let's just figure out what it is. So let's just say out of thin air, it's 2,500 calories. That's what you figured out you roughly eat per day on average. So that's one bit of data we've got. Step two, we can then go into a position where we go, right, okay, how much activity are we doing? Now, in today's day and age, tracking activity 
it's never going to be the most accurate thing. You know, as much as we can use fitness trackers and, and our phones, health apps and pedometers and things like that, they're all just, again, rough ideas. The same with calorie intake. It's very unlikely that you're going to be extremely accurate with the amount of calories you eat unless you pretty much eat the exact same things every single day from the same brands of food and you're very good at, at, at tracking calories. Um, but the same goes with activity. We're never really going to get a full true understanding of how many calories you're burning a day unless you were sat in a, in a lab and you were wired up to machines which you know 99% of us aren't going to be in that position to do so we need to use something and gather something that we can use as a reference point and again using fit, fitness watches um, pedometers um, our phones anything along those lines we can get a rough idea and go all right okay this is how many steps I'm doing so let's say you start to track your steps every single day and you go, all oh, right, okay, I'm currently doing 8,000 steps per day on average. So now we know, right, okay, I'm eating 2,500 calories. I'm doing about 8,000 steps per day. And let's say you've just recently gotten to the gym and you know, right, okay, I can make the gym three times a week every single week. Now you may be thinking, oh, well, I'd love to be able to do five days a week in the gym. But if you actually can't make five, you need to identify how many days you can actually realistically do every single day as a bare minimum and then anything else is a bonus so as i said that we can identify right okay as a bare minimum i can make the gym three days a week and i'm going to be doing some element of weight training some element of resistance training or cardio or whatever it might be so they kind of like your three main pieces of data you've got a good understanding of the amount of calories you're eating right now from there, you've got a good idea of the amount of general activity in regards to your overall steps. And then finally, you've got a little bit of an idea of how much activity you're going to get in the form of like workouts, resistance training, and so on. So now that you've got that data, if that's consistent every single day for a two-week period, for example, you can then track how your body responds from that. So utilising things like progress photos, weight, measurements, um, clothes, how they fit, you know, some, some sort of measurement to gauge how your body is going to change over the next couple of weeks, you need to have in place. Personally, I think progress photos are the best because if you look at a progress photo now and you look at a progress photo in four weeks time, you know, if there's, if there's a change, you know something's worked. If there isn't a change, you know something hasn't worked. It gives you a true indication of what's happening. So let's say you take a weight measurement, you take a photo measurement and you also take some actual circumference measurements using a, a fabric tape measure. So you've got those three pieces of data. You've got those as your starting point. You know how many calories you eat on average. You know how many steps you're doing on, on average. And you know how many workouts you're doing on average. Let's see how you respond. So over the next couple of weeks, you keep all those things the exact same. You go to the gym three times a week. You eat the exact same amount of calories. You do those steps every single day for the next two weeks. And you be as consistent as you possibly can. And then update your weight, update your measurements, and update your photos and see what's changed. So over a two, three week period or whatever it is that you've done those things that you found out at the start. So you've kept your calories, your steps and activity the same. How has it changed? Has weight dropped? Has inches dropped? Are photos looking a little bit different? Now, if they're all going in the direction of, of fat loss. So, for example, if weight has gone down a little bit, if measurements have changed, if photos, you're looking like you've dropped body fat, if clothes are fitting a little bit better, then we know you're in a calorie deficit, you're in an energy deficit. So that must have put you in a position in some way, shape or form in order to elicit fat loss. Because in order to get fat loss, we need to be in that deficit, as we explained before. And that can't be done in any other way. And there, obviously there's, there's things in regards to hormones and things like that that people can talk about and how that elicits fat loss. 
loss and stress and sleep and all those things and of course those are very important but it's kind of fundamentals it's baseline it's it's energy balance it's understanding that so if you get to a point in two three weeks time and you go all right okay yeah I've, i've lost weight i've lost body fat visibly on photographs then great you can keep that up now if you find that you haven't and nothing's changed, then you can make one of those three changes mentioned before. You could potentially reduce your calorie intake. So if you find that you're eating 2,500 on average, you could reduce that to let's say 2,200, or you can up your activity. So for example, if you're doing 8,000 steps per day, let's bump that up to 10. Or you can do a little bit of both. You could drop your calories to 2,200 and up up, um, your activity to 10, 12,000 steps per day. And again, repeat that process and see what happens. Does your body change then on your new calories and new activity? If it does this time, then you know that you put yourself in a better deficit and that has resulted in obviously fat loss. So kind of as when you strip everything back and when we look at things, they are kind of where would we begin with nutrition when it comes to fat loss. It's just establishing energy balance. And we do that basically by establishing your current starting point. Now that does take a little bit of time and it's not something that might not click straight away with you. It might take you a little bit longer than two weeks. It could take you a month. It could take you two months. And there's no real right or wrong time frame with that. It's completely down to you. But that was the whole point of this video really was to just take you through a fat loss diet and kind of where you, where you can begin. And obviously once you've established that calorie deficit and that energy deficit and you've started to move towards your fat loss goals, you can then start looking at the other factors. You can start looking at your macronutrients. So how much protein are you having, fats and carbs and how that relates to your goals you can then delve a little bit further into food choices and have a little little look at whether we're getting a nice you know wide variety of vitamins and minerals we can then have a little look at meal time and you know we'll be eating every couple of hours to help with satiety levels and keeping you full and then supplements you know when we look at your food diary and we look at the foods that you're having on a regular basis is there anything missing that we could potentially supplement in or could we supplement other things in to make it in your macros a little bit better or your vitamins your minerals and so on but as i said right at the start this video it's kind of a step-by-step process and layering on one step at a time so that is personally where i'd recommend you begin when it comes to a fat loss diet is starting with understanding your current energy balance and then taking it from there and layering on the other elements of nutrition i really really do hope you find this video useful if you're watching this on youtube please feel free to give it a like subscribe whatever it might be if you're listening to this on a podcast again subscribe to the podcast or get in touch with me on instagram for any feedback or anything that you'd like to see in future episodes but yeah i thank you all for watching or listening depending on what platform you're watching this on and um, i'll see you all in the next one